Yeah, I got a D-Stacks beat. Listen to the beat, y'all. Come on, D-Stacks. Bring it in. This is Latavia here, and I have the lovely Miss Darlene here with me today. Hey, Miss Darlene. Hi, good afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. How are you doing today? Pretty good. I cannot complain. That's great. So let's roll. You got a D-Stack speed. So here at Queens on the Road podcast, we talk about kings and queens and also parents of people who are ably different. So I hear that you have a king who is ably different. Can you please let me know more about that? Yes. Okay. So first of all, my name is Darlene Benson um, and I'm sitting here with my son, Silas. Hi, mm-hmm. nice to meet you. Say hi, Silas. Hi. 
So Silas is 13. He's an honor student at the school and he recently became blind um, at nine years old, which was caused by a rare disease, something called Rosa Dorfman syndrome. Him being diagnosed with this was very new for us. I've never heard of that before. I still don't know much about it, but um, that caused his visual impairment and he has a bit of a hearing impairment due to that as well. Wow. That has to be a struggle for you, Silas. How is it? Is it hard? Is it difficult? It's sometimes difficult. Okay. And why? I guess new disability in my life kind of took away a lot of things that I used to like doing a lot. Okay. I can't relate because I got my disability when I was born, but I can tell you that it is difficult. I had my period of, you know, having to adjust. I think we all have to go through that. But I will say it's different when you were able to do things on your own and then all of a sudden something comes in and takes away that ability. So I sympathize with you. I feel you. It's definitely difficult and hard, Um, but I commend you because you're still killing it. You're still an honor roast to And that's great. That is so great. That is what we need to see more of anyway, right? Because even though we have challenges, we can overcome those challenges. So I'm still super proud of you and keep doing great things. How was it for you, Miss Darlene, as a parent? As a parent, first of all, um, it was scary not knowing what is taking away your child's abilities. You know, you automatically think the worst. And, you know, as a parent, you want to protect. That's your first instinct. Like, I have to protect my child, I have to save him. But when you have no ability to stop what's going on, you feel helpless. So I went through that period. And then I went through, you know, a little depression period because I was sad for him. You know, he was a big video gamer. Loved video games. Very active kid. Loved playing outside. And that was taken away, you know. So now he's learned how to adjust over these past few years. You know, he gets online with his friends to chat in the groups. He doesn't get to play, but he still chats and has fun. So that's something that filled in that void. And as far as outside activities, we do what he can do now. So he can still enjoy amusement parks. You know, can still enjoy going out, good dinner, (laughs) like good food, you know, things like that. What's your favorite food, Tyler? I don't have a favorite food. You don't? You just love it all, huh? You love food. I love it too. I love food too. So I'm with you on that. Yeah, I, I can definitely say it probably was an adjustment for my mom too. You know, she struggled and then I can only imagine that it's difficult because there's not a lot of information out there, it seems like, for the syndrome. So if anybody has any information on this syndrome at all, please, please email me at queensonaroll.podcast at gmail.com so I could pass on the resources we need to help each other out and figuring out and supporting each other. That's what this is all about. So please, if anyone has any information, any resources, please send them my way. Again, the email is queensonaroll.podcast at gmail.com. So Silas, what are some things you do to adjust now? How have you had to adjust? Well, when walking outside, I usually have to use a walking stick. Okay. And that Um, helps you kind of know where you're going, right? Yeah. Okay. He's learned how to read and write Braille. Oh, that's awesome. That is definitely awesome. And a skill that's needed. Yep. He can type, what, 60, 70 words per minute now? Mm -hmm. So he's learned to type better than me. Woo. Yay. 
You know, he's very quick and efficient on his iPad, on the computer. Good. And on the iPad, do you use the text-to-speak feature? A uh, voiceover? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Right. So he's become very um, savvy with all of those things. That's great. I think um, iPhone has that feature, too, as well. Yeah, he has an iPhone. He knows how to work that thing. I don't. When I have to do something on his phone for him, he takes it off for me. Cause... That's, like, the best thing, right? You kind of have to navigate and learn new skills. So I get it. I get it. When one sense is gone, the other ones kick in and help out and, and get stronger. So he's going to become a whiz and a master at just about everything. I can already see it for him. He's doing great already. Yep. So what are some positive aspects that came out of it for both of you? Um, let's see. Well, I've learned to be grateful for life in its every form because the situation could have absolutely been worse. Mm-hmm. Absolutely been worse. You know, um, my first daughter passed away from cancer, which was another rare disease that fell upon our family. So when I look at that compared to this, I'm grateful. Right. You know, that um, he has a chance to still be here. And whenever you're here, every given day is more hope. You know, I believe in God. I believe in science. I believe God gave us the ability to work science for us. So mm-hmm. I'm hopeful. That's what it's done for me. It's restored my faith. Silas, any positives for you? I guess kind of taught me to be more appreciative of the things that I have in my life. Right. I would say for me too, as well, you learn to appreciate the little things in life, right? Because certain things are taken away from you. So those little, little small things that you can do and that you enjoy, you just get so much more joy out of it, you know? Um, So I would definitely say that's a positive for me as well. What were some challenges or what are some symptoms with Rosemann-Dorf syndrome? Can you give well, us the synopsis of it so that people out there have like more of a imagery of it so that they can start researching for us and find some stuff out? Okay. So Rosa Dorfman, the best way I can explain it, it kind of begins with a swelling of the lining of your brain. So the brain itself is not swelling, but around it and in certain areas. So like around the eye sockets the ear sockets, and it creates a pressure on the nerves. So that's what caused the pressure on his optic nerves to go thin and fade. And that's how he lost his sight. Um, The same thing with his hearing. In one ear, he has a mild hearing loss. Thankfully, it's mild. So as it came on, it was so hard to tell because the only thing that was different was he failed his eye test, his eye exam. Regular standard yearly eye exam, he failed it. Okay, so we follow up. But they couldn't correct his vision. No matter what prescription they gave him, they couldn't correct it. And it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. So that prompted us to go for further testing. And only with an MRI and a CAT scan, they were able to closely look and see that thickening of the lining. Wow. So with just that, they couldn't say it was Rosa Dorfman. We went through all types of blood tests, genetic tests, still couldn't come up with anything. And you would think with just swelling, you know, what do you do to take care of swelling, you give steroids, right? Mm-hmm. That did not help. They put him on the highest dose of steroids that they could possibly give him, and it didn't do anything. Nothing for that swelling. All it did was make him gain weight. So that was another downside. He's put on a lot of weight due to their treatments. That didn't help. So we went from specialist to specialist, and we ended up at Memorial Sloan Kettering for Kids, and they were the ones to identify it and started treating him with the medication for that, which seems to have helped. Okay. And what ways did it help? It stopped the progression. You know, they believed it even improved it a slight bit. So his hearing was a little bit worse and that improved. There's really no way to tell if 
things would have gotten worse without the medication. They don't really know how the progression goes, but I wasn't going to risk it. I said, the medication's working. We're going to stay on this medication. Right. The other downside of the medication is that it causes skin breakouts. I'm going to say that compared to what it could be is a blessing. Right. You know, he's still able to take it and it's working for him. Right. Were there any challenges going through school? Oh, yeah, Silas. You want to talk about school issues? So when it began, when he, he first started coming down with it, he was in regular school. This was 2019. Um, He was having trouble seeing. He didn't have a walking stick yet. So he was just getting by, by the grace of God. By the time he came back to school, COVID happened. Wow. So now we're home. We had a shutdown. Everybody's learning virtually, online, remotely. And that was a challenge because he couldn't learn the same way that the other kids learned. He couldn't see what was on the screens. He had to take in everything audially. So that was a great challenge. And even with that, he had to have a para to help him. We had trouble getting, like, it was just, that first year was crazy. But he managed through and he still did well. He was still an honor student online with all those challenges. I honestly was grateful when school became back in person right? because it gave him the chance to get the services that he needed in person. And he has a wonderful vision teacher. He has a wonderful power. I could not have asked for more beautiful people. I'm so appreciative. Right, Silas? Mm-hmm. We love them. Like I've adopted them. They can't go anywhere now. <laughs> I've threatened them. They're part of the family. That's it. Right. But yeah, those are the challenges that uh, we got through. I'm so grateful for that. And definitely when the school system works right, it works really, really good. You definitely have to do a lot of advocating for that. But when it goes well, it goes well. When they're good, they're great. How did you adjust to it, Silas? Like, I know it had to be difficult at first because you were used to doing everything independently. And now you had to, like, rely on people to kind of help you do stuff. So did it get you into a low period or you were just like, okay, I got to roll with the punches? And just kind of help out with the flow. Okay. See, I like that. That's my attitude. I'll take everything that's thrown at me and I'm just going to go with the flow. It'll work itself out eventually. I am the same way. I am definitely the same way. You get knocked down, you got to keep getting back up and you got to keep going and keep trying. So I'm with you on that one. I'm definitely with you. Absolutely. Like nobody's perfect. We're all different in our own way. You know, you just, when you're ably different, you do things differently. Still gets done. Exactly. How was it like, you know, explaining it to your friends and adjusting in that way? It was definitely quite repetitive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that was another challenge because the friends that he had, well, he still has them, but you know, kids don't understand changes like that. You know, so to all of a sudden be rolling with your homeboy, y'all doing everything, riding bikes and scooters and running around the park to, okay, he can't do that anymore. They don't understand that. A lot of times kids are scared of disabilities. Yes. Yes, they are. I could say I could relate. Silas, growing up, I didn't really have a lot of friends either. They teased me a lot. I was called wooden legs because I wear leg braces. So... They would tease me and say, you have wooden legs. You know, I come back with the one-liners like, 
okay, I have wooden legs, but you have a wooden brain because I was the smartest kid in my class. So <laughs> I always had to help them. So it's definitely a, an adjustment. And I kind of wish they had um, more programs where they put able-bodied people with ably different children at a young age. Because when you do that, kids don't see differences and it's easier to come together. That's actually yeah. what my mom did in her daycare when she had uniquely making a difference. We had able-bodied children and then we had ably different children and they were all together. So they didn't see the differences. They played with each other just like they were quote-unquote normal children because what's normal, you know? Right. So I really wish we would do that more often because it would that, be more acceptance, you know? Yeah, that definitely makes a difference. That would take away the fear. That would take away the stigma, you know, and this, they just be used to it, you know? Right. I definitely wish they would do that more. I think it would just help everyone. And like, cause it's already hard as it is being ably different. Then you have to explain that to people. And then, you know, sometimes they're standoffish. So I get it, but trust me, it'll get easier as you get older. I promise nobody will even pay attention to it. Cause now, now that I'm older and I'm on the workforce, my friends don't even see it. They're like, okay, come on. We're going. You need my help. All right. If that's the case, I'll help you. You know, so right. it will level itself out, Silas. I promise. That's it. It's got to get you some good friends. Yes. You will. You will. And those friends will be lifelong friends. They'll stick around. Like I've had some friends for 10 plus years now. So they'll stick around. I promise you. Yeah. In the future, Silas, would you want a CNI dog or would you not? I would like one. Yeah, definitely. I think that would be very helpful for you. And they are useful. They actually have some for people that are also physically challenged. But I'm a little on the fence about it because the washing of the clothes part and the dog slobber, for me, I'm like, I I don't know if I want that. Right. So, so we're, see, it's different for us because we're dog people. We have two dogs. So when this happened to him, I gave him a dog for his, for his 11th birthday. I bought her for her to be like a help to him. She's not much help. She's a lot of company, though. But she likes to lay there and get rubbed. She hasn't learned how to be a CNI yet. But she's great company. Right. And she's protective. So, you know, we'll take it. Right. I'll take that. I'll take that. They do train them. Uh, they had training facilities for them. So if anybody yeah. knows any training facilities out there that would be willing to help, let me know. Drop it in the comments. And I think I have some information, too, I could pass on. I yeah, I don't know. She might be a little older now, too old for that training stage because she's already two. Ooh. She's spoiled. We might just have to get another dog, especially for CNI. They have them. You know what, Silas? You should try to go to the Ability Expo in New Jersey when they have the New Jersey convention. You should definitely go there. They have a lot of resources, really, really cool technology to help out people who are ably different. So that's a great resource too. And you'll love it because everybody's there and we all know the struggles and there's a lot of resources out there and they'll talk to you and they'll give you resources about where to go. We go every year. Oh yeah. The dogs are there too. They okay. come every year. So it's a great resource. We go every year. I will be there next year. So we can always try to link up and make sure we go together, but it's, it's great. I really love it. Okay. I, I definitely got to keep in touch with that because that's the first time I'm hearing about it. You know, we're still kind of new 
to this community. So don't worry. We all love to support each other. Oh, yes. And when it comes to riding bikes, they have a way that you can ride a bike, Silas. They train you to listen to the different sounds of the surrounding. So you can definitely still ride a bike. I have to look it up. We'll look into that. That's good exercise, too. like to close out with a quote of the episode so do you guys have a quote or some knowledge you can drop on us or is there something that you would like someone to know yes uh people they fear what they don't know Ooh, i like that one fear what they don't know you know don't be afraid to communicate right to interact with him he's a regular person just like everybody else he may not see you well but he'll keep you laughing all day right so are you a jokester you like pranking or you like telling jokes? I like telling jokes. He's a jokester. He's a <laughs> do you have anything you want parents to know, Mom? Or do you have anything you want parents to know, Silas? If your kid ever has some sort of disability or anything of that sort, just to keep hoping for the better. I would definitely say that. Right. And um, I'll just add to that, that, you know, change is not the end of the world. You know, things happen, people change, and you just got to roll with it. You know, we have our moments where we could be sad. Okay, you get that day. Next day, you pick it up and keep going. Listen, we're going to end on that note because I can't compete with that. That was great. Thank you guys for coming on. Thanks for having us. We come on anytime. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you guys. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share. I appreciate your support so, so much. And just another side note. This interview was conducted via Zoom between myself, Ms. Darlene, and Silas. So if you're like, this is not the audio quality I'm used to, that is the reason why. Again, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And if you would like to donate to Queens on the Road podcast, you just have to create a Patreon account. Click the tier that works for you. I have four up there, guys. And I promise I will have great, great content for you. So thank you for your continued support. I love you guys. And if you have any questions for me or any of my guests, you can submit them to queensontheroad.podcast at gmail.com. Again, that is queensontheroad.podcast at gmail.com. And we are rolling out, guys. See you next week. Peace.